Chapter 2 Who Am I to Judge? In one of his last speeches before leaving office in 2013, Pope Benedict XVI dissected the destructive liberalism that spread within the Church after the Council of Vatican II. The secularism of Western culture and the media elite had seeped into the Church, he lamented. There was the Council of the Fathers, the true Council, but there was also the Council of the Media. It was almost a Council in and of itself, and the world perceived the Council through them, through the media. So the Council that immediately, effectively got through to the people was that of the media, not that of the Fathers, said Pope Benedict XVI. It did not, naturally, take place within the world of faith, but within the categories of the media of today that is, outside of the faith, with different hermeneutics. It was a hermeneutic of politics. To this liberal influence, Pope Benedict XVI traced much of the crisis in the Church. The absorption of modern liberalism into Catholicism had produced, he said, so many problems, so much misery in reality. Seminaries closed, convents closed, the liturgy was trivialized. Little did Pope Benedict XVI realize that his mysterious resignation would pave the way for the very liberal church he feared, and for a successor who embodies the very hermeneutic of politics, he decried. As the cardinals met to decide on a new pope in March 2013, the Western liberal elite began beating the drum for the selection of a progressive and pastoral churchman, by which editorialists and activists meant a politically liberal and doctrinally lax one. James Salt of Catholics United, a front group Democrat set up in 2005 to infiltrate the church, seized on the news of Pope Benedict XVI's resignation and demanded that the church elect a pope from the global south who would radically shift the agenda of the church away from issues of human sexuality and toward the imminent threat of global climate change and its effect on the poorest. Jorge Mario Bergoglio exceeded their expectations. From the first moment of his appearance on the Vatican balcony, left-wing Western journalists, intellectuals, and politicians showered him in praise. Customarily skeptical of the papacy, they suddenly became cheerleaders for it. Bill Keller, the former executive editor of the New York Times, has explained the liberal obsession with the papacy by writing that the struggle within the church is interesting as part of a larger struggle within the human race, between the forces of tolerance and absolutism. The liberal elite immediately sized up Pope Francis, with his transparent political liberalism and his distaste for doctrine, as falling on the right side of its self-serving understanding of that struggle. That he selected Francis as his papal name was the first act to charm liberals, as they opportunistically portray St. Francis of Assisi as the patron saint of socialism, pacifism, and environmentalism. Instead of challenging this liberal caricature, Bergoglio reinforced it. He told reporters that he adopted Francis as his name because Francis of Assisi was a man of poverty, the man of peace, the man who loves and protects creation. In truth, St. Francis of Assisi was a rigorously orthodox medieval churchman who would have regarded the liberalism of this pope with horror. 
Pope Francis explained that the inspiration to name himself Francis came to him when Cardinal Claudio Humes, Archbishop Emeritus of Sao Paulo, Brazil, whispered in his ear moments after his election, Don't forget the poor. His mention of Humes was music to the ears of the media. Humes has long been known to reporters as a critic of the free market, with friendly ties to socialist organizations in Brazil. He is also known for saying that he didn't know if Jesus Christ would have disapproved of gay marriage. The Western media was also charmed by the opening gestures of Bergoglio, which amounted to a carefully choreographed casualness at the expense of Catholic tradition. Bergoglio declined the traditional vestments a new pope wears upon his election, a red velvet cape, and instead wore a white cassock. Before blessing the crowd, he asked the crowd for a blessing, and he pointedly referred to himself not as the pope, 